Hey there, Java junkies. Happy New Year. Hope you had a fantastic holiday break. And I want to wish each and every one of you an incredible 2019. And I hope that you'll be able to take your mental and your physical health to the next level. And of course, your energy too, so that you can become the best version of you this year. And if you need some extra inspiration to kickstart your new health regime, your exercise and nutrition, getting more sleep, and maybe some meditation, which I highly recommend, you are welcome to check out the Wellness, Health, and Self-Care section of T4C. You can find it on our homepage at Time the number 4coffee.org. Just scroll down until you see all the boxes showcasing various professions and go to the bottom and you'll see wellness, health, and self-care, where we've organized all the episodes we've done with the experts in that space and they're just waiting for you to listen to them. In the spirit of the new year, I have an exciting new promotion to offer Java Junkies, especially those of you who are still in college. For the very first 100 people who email me, I will send you a mini version of our very first T4C ebook called Spilling the Beans. It features five amazing T4C guests. If you're already a T4C fan, then you know that one of the very last questions I try to ask almost all my guests is, if you could go back to college and do it all over again, but based on the wisdom you have now, what advice would you give yourself? Well, unless you're a diehard fan, and I hope you are, and plan to listen to each of the dozens and dozens of interviews I've done to date, I thought it would be really useful to college students, those in school right now, to have the answers to that question from a wide range of T4C guests all in one place. And so we've done just that. We've done the hard work for you. And so all you have to do is send me an email to Andrea at time, the number four coffee.org and say, I'd love a copy of the mini version of Spilling the Beans. I'd also love to know how you learned about the T4C podcast and what professionals or professions you'd like me to feature on a future episode. This promotion is going to run until we've heard from a hundred Java junkies. So make sure to email me as soon as possible. What a great way to start the spring semester with the wisdom from five T4C guests as to what they'd be doing, what they'd be studying, what they'd be experiencing in terms of the extracurriculars, the clubs, the fraternities or sororities or whatever it is, if they could go back to college and do it all. All over again. Just shoot me an email at Andrea at time the number four coffee.org and we will send you a copy for free. And before we start today's show, I just want to say how incredibly grateful I am to have the opportunity to do what I do. I am so grateful to know that T4C is helping so many young people get a jumpstart on creating the kind of careers they want to have. So thank you from the bottom of my coffee cup for listening to T4C, and I hope you enjoy the show. 
Hi there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. I would love to hear from those of you who may have decided to switch majors as a result of listening to Time for Coffee, or maybe you're just taking different classes as a result of listening to the advice of some of the amazing people I've interviewed so far. Tweet me at Time, the number four, Coffee, LLC, and, and let me know. And as always, I want to know what your favorite caffeinated quaff may be, because it's that time. It's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And today, my guest is Ali Breland, a tech reporter, or whether you want to call him a staff reporter, tech policy reporter at the Hill newspaper. Ali, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Hi, I am. Yeah, thank you for having me. I have a cup of coffee right here. Awesome. Awesome. So let's uh, jump right in to the espresso shots. 10 quick questions to help Java junkies figure out, you know, if this is maybe a career path that would work for them. The first shot is entry level jobs. What are the entry level jobs available to young people who are eager to break into the field of journalism? There's a few different things. So there are fellowships. A lot of different outlets offer uh, one-year fellowships for low pay or kind of a way in the door. Internships are another route. If that doesn't work for you, that's what I did personally. And then there are like low-level producer roles where you have to do social media type work or you can be an editorial assistant, which is very similar. And then if all else fails, um, you can just try to break in by freelancing and doing a different job and trying to get as many stories as you possibly can published until someone notices. Allie, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for or you know your managers look for in the people that are hired at the Hill? Yeah, there's a few different ones. I think that being really smart and being able to learn very quickly and being adaptable is useful. Thinking creatively. I know that I was hired and one of my colleagues who I talked to when I was interviewing for my job, she stressed the point too that having good creative story ideas is really useful. And that's what my editors told me really helped me get the offer. And then also just a really basic thing, being able to write fast really goes a long way. If you're in an internship and editors can see that you can write fast and clear. That's a, that gives you a huge leg up over every other intern. Absolutely. And even if they're not interested in journalism, learning how to write fast and clear is a skill that translates across just about every profession out there for sure. What about someone's major? Is that a deciding factor to break into journalism? Potentially for broadcast journalism or, or maybe more technical fields like in, in videography, that aspect of journalism, as far as written journalism, which is what I do in print, not really, if anything, you know, not majoring in journalism and going out and studying something that's very intellectually rigorous that you really enjoy can really make you stand out and see more interesting. And it gives you a breadth of knowledge that someone who just studied the craft of journalism might not know. A lot of us are self-taught. So, you know, maybe spending four years doing something else is uh, not a bad idea. And a graduate school degree. Are you finding that your peers, I know you don't have a grad school degree, but how important is it, do you think, to succeed in this profession to have one? I don't think it's it's really that important, especially in journalism. I know that my peers that have one, some of them who didn't realize kind of what they were getting into seem a little frustrated that has it given them the leg up that they wanted to have. It can be a really useful way, though, if you're outside of journalism, you've maybe graduated, you're doing a different job, but you want to weigh into journalism, it can be a really useful for that Otherwise, you're better off just trying to go straight in and making the best of it. Yeah, maybe saving the money that you'd be spending exactly. on it too. Yes. 
So life experiences, what do you think are the most useful ones to have to try to start getting your foot in the door in this field? I mean, right now you can start trying to pitch national outlets, even if you're at your paper, to try to get clips, trying to have written samples. I think one of the most important things in journalism, like other creative fields like advertising, is uh, the body of work that you have. People care about the grades you got a, a little bit and maybe where you went to school. But if you can show that you have good writing clips, especially from reputed places, that's really useful to have. Just making yourself as interesting as possible, that really helps your reporting. If you go out and experience a diversity of things, it, it helps you relate to all these different types of people, which you need to be able to do very quickly in the field. And so that makes you really useful report. Order if you can just sit down with anyone and talk to them and get useful information out of them and, and make them really comfortable with you. Great advice. What is the best part for you of being a journalist? There's a lot of really good parts, but I I, I think the the best before everything else is the intellectual integrity and honesty. I have a lot of friends who work for different companies and whether they're on the communications side or whether they're in a different type of role, they feel like whether or not they actually have to agree with something, they have to sort of take on the identity and opinions of the company. And in journalism, the only real thing, I mean, obviously, you know, my stories are not exactly what I think, but I'm trying to be just intellectually honest and, and truthful. And I don't have to think about what's in the best interest of Facebook or Shell or BP or whatever corporation that I work for. And, and that's really fulfilling. And the flip side, what part of your current <laughs> job sucks the most? It's just a, it's a lot. There's a lot going on, especially on the tech beat in particular. There's a really good Columbia Journalism Review article about how maybe the tech beat needs to be reformed because tech is in everything. And so a lot of tech journalists are playing whack-a-mole trying to cover every single aspect of the, the wide span of the beat. Tech reporters are oftentimes expected to handle weird internet conspiracy theorists like QAnon or Pizzagate. And at the same time, we're supposed to understand the tech policy details that Mark Warner is trying to push in the Senate Intelligence Committee. And, you know, there's a huge range between those two knowledge pools. So, so your brain pretty much like explodes just about every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the best career advice you've ever gotten, Allie? I thought about this and I don't really know for sure. But one really, really good answer I got was um, it's just repetition. Um which has been true. If the more you practice something and the more you do it, the better you'll get. I think that I had good instinct coming in, but there's just a radical difference between my work about a year and a half ago to what it is now. And that's just from doing so many stories and just pushing myself. And I got to the point where I was even back then doing journalism in college and, and pushing myself then. And that's given me the ability to like go and do different things now and succeed as opposed to just getting completely wrecked by not knowing what's going on. Actually, an interview I did not long ago with Dr. Arthur Brooks, who is the president of the American Enterprise Institute. The interview was about the research he's done into happiness and how to build a happy life. And one of the data points that he brought into the conversation was that it takes about 18 months for you to settle in to any hmm. new job. Huh, that's uh, kind of right where I am now. It's, it's been about that much time. So yeah, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> that's perfect timing. Yes, you're not alone. Allie, what movies, if any, or fiction books do you think 
accurately depict journalism. I think Spotlight, it's also a really, it's a good movie. I mean, it, you know, it got the Oscar, it was nominated for an Oscar for a reason. One of my bosses back when I was working at Politico was literally in the movie. So it's like pretty accurate representation. It has actual people from journalism there. Another one too is um, my primary job is as a news writer, but I occasionally do freelance stories that are more magazine style. And uh, the end of the tour, which is about um, a Rolling Stone writer profiling David Foster Wallace. And I haven't done anything quite on that level uh, in terms of magazine writing, but that is a very accurate look into the ways that you were thinking about your subject when you were trying to write this in-depth story about them. And it kind of goes into the conflicts you have as you sort of become friends with them, but you need to distance yourself as you understand that you're trying to write something and you might upset them and you have to do that. Um, it's, it's really accurate and sort of even the emotions, not just the actual work that you're doing, but the emotions that you experience as you're doing that work. Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about the field of journalism? You get hundreds of emails a day. If, if you work at a publication with any visibility, I personally, I get about 200 emails a day. Some of those I think are maybe the structure of how the hill works and that we see a lot of the stories in the email system going between people before they get to the internet. But they also, we get hundreds of emails getting pitches from all sorts of PR people. And so just like learning to manage your email becomes a skill that you had to learn that you didn't think you had to learn. Wow. That is a heck of a lot. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Allie, thank you so much for making time for coffee with me and the Java Junkie community today. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great to be on. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.